being non-binary is just existing beyond the gender binary. If you didn't already know that, Mensa, we've got some good news for you today. Very, very good news for you. And that is, drumroll please, producer. Here, I hope he's playing that drumroll, otherwise I just sound like a fucking idiot. Season 2 is almost here. You can tell because the theme song has evolved. Did you notice? Look, it's not a massive change, but you know, it's a, it's a new perspective. Anyway, means in the first week of October, Your Mom with Skulk is back for season two. Once again, we'll be bringing you the amazing audio podcast that you have come to love, but also we will now have a video version as well. Because for some fucking reason, people don't just want to listen to people talking, they want to see them talking. I'm like, does no one have an imagination anymore? Listen to it. Close your eyes. Just imagine. Look, they're sitting there talking. That's that's all you're going to see, okay? But now we've completely blown the budget and added cameras and lights and cock as well for your pleasure. Okay, so that's season two, Mensa, but I know you can't wait that long. So today's episode is a lack of bonus episode that I recorded with Australian comedian Chris Ryan, who is just tearing the house down in Australia at the moment. It's kind of a special episode with a bit of a twist because... Chris Ryan, in this case, would be the celebrity, so normally I would have to interview her mom, but she is a mom, so this one, we swapped it around, so we are interviewing Chris Ryan and her child, Eve, so let's get into the episode. Hello, Mensa, welcome to another episode of Your Mom with Skulk. Wow, this my first international episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is a bit of a different episode because normally I would interview the mother of a comedian or singer or some artist. But in this case, the mother is the artist, but we still are getting a child's perspective. I'm sorry, Eve, for calling you a child. I know <laughs> no, you're 17 no. and you're big now and you know everything. <laughs> um, so True. We, we have Chris Ryan yeah, ladies and gentlemen, and her, her child, Eve. Hi, Eve. Hi. Sorry, please forgive me if I say daughter or she no, or it's her. Okay. I know I really concentrate very hard on these things, and I promise you I'm not going to mess it up. <laughs> no, it's okay. I appreciate the efforts. Um, just, just to start off, because, you know, in South Africa, we're always like a bit behind with things. So it's not like <laughs> non-binary doesn't exist there. It does in yeah. schools, in everything, yeah. you know. We also have unisex toilets. Rad. Um, but just for, you know, some of my older listeners, you know, because uh-huh. I do have a few aunt, aunties, uncles, you know, do you just want to give like a one-liner, non-binary, <laughs> what is it? Right. Okay. I'll try and narrow it down as simple as I can. Um, Being non-binary is just existing beyond the gender binary of what it means to be a woman or a man, feminine or masculine. It's something beyond that. And um, I'm simultaneously genderful and genderless at the same time. It's, It's all sort of just a... Something existing beyond. A spectrum. Yeah. 
Can I ask, what, what is the vibe in school? Like if, The if, vibe if, in school? Yeah, like, I mean, these days in a school, like you you, you, you walk in and you're like, <laughs> hey, I'm non-binary. Yeah. What, is, is it something that, are there bullies? Do people tease you? Or is it like, oh, that's so awesome. Um, because now I feel like it's almost uncool to be <laughs> not on board. You know? No, it's like, it's really, you get like looked at. Um, peculiar way if if you're not on board with it, honestly. Like I, mm. all of my mates are queer. Um, there's like at my school, um, you walk in and there's the trans flag, there's the non-binary flag, there's the the queer flag. It's it's all very supportive and everyone's really on board. Yeah, it's so funny for me to think that because I mean, like the the jocks in, yeah. in school <laughs> yeah. were the cool guys uh-huh. who yeah. were completely like they would call you gay as yeah. an insult yes. you know, or say like, oh, that math test was so gay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> See, I would still refer to that. I would <laughs> you, you, I'd be like, oh, fuck, that exam was just gay as hell. I'm bad. so glad that's over with. <laughs> Do you think you're, uh, I don't know if you, if you if, if, even thinking at this stage yeah. of having children one day, but do you think the next generation will be like, that test was so trans <laughs> or so non-binary? <laughs> Is it See, just going like, to evolve even further? <laughs> See, it's like, it's it's funny because, you know, like referring to something as gay in a condescending way, it's like really ironic because obviously, you know, I, I'm very queer. I love being queer. But um, <laughs> but you wouldn't like, say the test was queer. It would just be gay. I mean, or would it be but queer I as feel well? like if I was to refer to the test as queer, it'd be in a much more like <laughs> uplifting thing. Like, oh my God. Like I feel you like, nailed it. You I, nailed yeah, it. Yeah, I devoured <laughs> on that. I just, that was so queer of me. That test was so yeah. queer. <laughs> But Chris, I wanted to ask, when when did you start comedy? Because um, you got nominated for a few awards and stuff, but that was very recent. Mm. Did you start quite late? Yeah, I started when I was 38. I come from a small town in regional New South Wales called Canberra. I live with a mostly silent man, uh, two teenagers and too many condiments. I use the condiments to gaslight my children into dinner table conversation. They're teenagers, not really up for a chat. I just find if you pop a cup of chilli in the spag bowl, really gets things started. They're like, Mum, what you do to the pasta? I'm like, nothing, why? Are you having a thought or a feeling? Wow, so yeah. that's only 12 years ago. Yeah, correct. I've also been doing it for 12 oh, years. Oh, okay. You started like 2011. Y- yeah, 2012. I, okay. I I entered the Raw Comedy Competition, which is run by the Melbourne International Comedy Festival around Australia, mm-hmm. to try and get new people involved in comedy. And a friend just said I should try it, so I did. You know, I prepared a five-minute set and got up. And I, I didn't know what I was doing. I hadn't even done open mic at that point. I didn't know open mic existed. Yeah. I didn't know how to do comedy. You know, I didn't know what it was or what how you write stuff. I just thought, oh, look, I'm kind of personable and people seem to like I occasionally get a laugh out of people um, this should be all right and so I did okay and then I went through to a, a, a semi-final type thing and then I realized oh no I'm terrible you know I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing um so yeah I came to it quite late Eve was what it was 2012 you were yeah, five years old five yeah wow and um I uh, just kept going, but I started in a small, t- a small country town. It's our capital city. It's called Canberra. <laughs> I was there. It's a bit niche. Um, that's where we met. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, Can- I don't know what to think about Canberra still. I mean, I wasn't there for long, 
but it's a, it's like a little bit of a ghost town. <laughs> uh, like I, I'm, I'm training for a marathon at the moment, so I go on these long runs, you know, to to train. And then I, I, it's a great way for me to see a city because, I mean, driving, running about ten kilometers, you can see a lot of mm. of a place. And I was just like, where are the people? I see the houses. <laughs> But I'm not seeing the people. And then um, actually Sam Campbell had this great gag at the gala that we did where he said, um, you guys are very competitive here in Canberra. You all have this competition to see who can look more depressed on an (laughs) 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 e-scooter. That really killed me because the people in Canberra look very depressed on e-scooter. So you, you live there? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Is there is there uh, what what do what do young people do, do in, Canberra? in Canberra? Because there's no, I didn't see any like sort of clubs, like maybe yeah. a bar or two. But see, I mean, is it house parties? Well, see, I love Canberra. I'm a proud Canberra mm. lover. Stop the hate on Canberra. You yeah. know, it's it's Canberrian. Yeah, I'm a proud Canberrian. Um, what do I what do I do? I feel like I'm mostly just a bit of a city rat. I just sort of explore around Garima Place, the thrift stores. That's where all the young people are at. Um, karaoke booths, uh, Smith's Alternative, um, and gigs. You know, there's there's quite a good DIY sort of music scene around Canberra. That's where the youngsters are at as well. But um, Eve's very big in um, the under-18 music scene, like helping to promote under-18 bands and audiences to be able to attend gigs. Yeah, a little that, bit. That, that sounds like a place you would not catch us dead at <laughs> when we were your uh, an under 18 gig. Like the whole point was to try and get into an over 18 gig <laughs> when you were under 18. Well, I mean, it's 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 a bit of half and half, you know, like there's there's a little bit of, you know, suspicious activity sneaking into the gigs. Eve's trying to say something without saying it in front of her, their mother. <laughs> Your mother's pretty cool. She's very yeah, Doc Martin. She's yeah, a comedian. Exactly. I you think know, she's like, on board. I think she lets you get an I'm not ring. on board. I'm not on board. Oh, okay. She For legal reasons, not ring. on board. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm involved in any of the decision-making about piercings, am I? Oh, no. no. Not a chance. No. No, the lip piercing is next. The hopefully. lip piercing is next. Yep, that's the next do one. You, can I ask, do you have to take those out if you go through a security, um, security at the airport? See, I was worried that I would have to, but I actually didn't. Oh, so okay. They not, found like metal in my back, but they didn't care about all of the stuff that was in my face. But no. there was no metal in your back. No, so I don't know why oh, it showed mystery. up. <laughs> okay. Not, I was just I wondering, know, is this how I find out you've got metal in your back? <laughs> I don't, no, I don't It's know. a new thing. <laughs> it's new for me. I don't know. Back, back metal. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the idea of having a kid, um, there is definitely the comedian side of me that's like, well, oh, new material. <laughs> for 18 years, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's For like, more than 18 years too. It's yeah. probably funnier once I do turn there's 18. There's so yeah. many comedians. That's just like their children are just like a bottomless pit of <laughs> material. You know, it's just, it's amazing. But I love that you like your mom's comedy because so many comedians on stage talk about like their um, kids not not liking or like being embarrassed that their dad's a comedian. And some comedians in South Africa that I know that I'm friends with and then, like sometimes, their kids would come to gig, but they the gigs, and their kids are still like quite young. Mm-hmm. And there's this comedian KG, and his daughter would come to the gig, and she would just like sit and play on an iPad, and her dad's on stage like ripping Jeez. them a new asshole, like <laughs> oh, so Jesus like so funny, just <laughs> killing. And I'm like, 
look, look, your dad is like absolutely destroying. Look how funny he is. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> for, uh, that for me would be like the coolest thing if my dad was like a, a comedian. That must yeah. be so cool. Yeah. But, you know, kids are kids. Like, I wonder if like Mick Jagger's kids watching me like, oh, my dad is so embarrassing. He's like dan- oh, yeah. dancing around on stage. He's wearing tights. <laughs> no, I, I'm not embarrassed at all. No, I'm I'm in full support. It. I love seeing you in your element. Like, Mm. Uh, like being a plus like being able to just go to a show for free that's awesome you know like it's it's cool plus it's my mom's show rad oh i'm lucky i'm lucky sorry it's shit material for you isn't it (laughs) no that's wonderful (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i'm i've always been a big fan do you do you um tell your mom when you when you like not don't like a joke in, in the sense of like offended but if you're just like nah it's not it's a bit mid it's not funny no i mean like you do what the compliment sandwich. You start with oh, what yeah. you like, and then you, yeah, what what you can work on, and then yeah. Know. Evie is very smart, and um, so is Bill, my my son. God, stop! And they can really analyze a joke better than I can. Mm. Like they can see what I'm getting at without me really understanding what I'm getting at. Yeah. So yeah, that they sometimes give me notes. Yeah. But not not a lot. Most of the time I just think like, well, I couldn't fucking do it. So like, <laughs> good on you, you know. I think uh, it's mostly off stage that I am an embarrassment to you. That- <laughs> yeah, no, on stage, like off stage, I'm not too embarrassed by you either. But there are, you know, a few circumstances where I'm like, oh, God. Like Jesus. what? Like what? Like what? <laughs> I think, I think the... <laughs> um. Oh, I, see, I was thinking um, this morning I got this memory of um, one time you, Dad, and I, we went to the old Parliament House to look at the... <laughs> 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 the political cartoon, yeah. like, uh, like exhibition. Yep. And in... <laughs> Sorry, in the waiting room, like I, in, I don't know, in the lobby of like oh, yeah. the old Parliament, old Parliament House, House, there's like this like kids play area. dress up. There was <laughs> like, a dress up. There's a dress up box with like like you can. <laughs> oh, there's big costumes glasses. everywhere. For Alice big in glasses. Wonderland. Yeah, there's like Alice in Wonderland costumes. There's like wigs, etc. And I just remember <laughs> you go up to the box and you pull out the like Cheshire cat costume. It was a, it was a body Like suit. a onesie, like oh, no. a pink and purple onesie. And you're like, okay, well, I'm going to get changed into this and I need you to take a photo of me. <laughs> I just was like, this is so fucking mortifying. Because there's like kids How old playing. Were you? I don't even know. Maybe Eve like, would have well, been like, 10 four, or something. No, I it probably like yeah like 12 13 yeah and i just was like oh god yeah like no one else's <laughs> mom like is doing kids this playing around it's a like, child's box there's moms Brilliant. taking photos of their kids like you know <laughs> like frolicking and like having fun with like the toys and you're like posed up like a cat i did with a really with, straight face with too. a really earnest face on yeah. too because you're like oh gotta post this on the gram you know to promote the gig to promote my next show and, and it's i was there. like it's there Listen, for all forever that is will, in your digital footprint forever we will do anything to like sell it's even so one true. ticket it's so true <laughs> even Jesus. one ticket it's pathetic it's the most pathetic oh thing God. about us is that we need sales <gasps> Uh, I, and I hate it. I hate punting shows. And oh. like I also like uh, at, at a festival in in um, South Africa once. Like the the festival, uh, there was, there's like a newspaper that comes mm-hmm. out every day. The festival newspaper yep. with reviews and everything. And they said like we'll put you on the cover of the festival newspaper. I'm like oh great because I need the sales. Mm-hmm. And then I did sort of like. Uh, 
is it American Beauty where she's like lying yes. naked in the <laughs> yeah. in the rose, in the rose petals? petals? But um, the, there's a lot of ostriches. This town is known for its like ostrich farms. <laughs> right. um, it's called Oatswaren. And then I did this like naked shoot <laughs> covered in ostrich feathers. <laughs> and I didn't see a shift in ticket sales at all. Oh, no. And I was like, did I just... just Get a rash on my body. <laughs> the ostrich feathers are dirty. The oh, dirty things. There's like Christ. little microscopic for the now. things on them. That is oh, a Jesus lot. Christ. I mean, I feel like my thing is nothing compared to that. Oh You're going to embarrass the shit out of your kids if you have any. Oh, and I can't. I can't wait. I will be. I will be so like on purpose. You know, yeah. like I will, I'll, I will go pick them up from school, but mm-hmm. in the Cheshire Cat. Yeah, outfit, right. And just like just pretend be like. like what? What? This is my clothes. It's what I'm wearing today. This is my outfit. (laughs) Another sore point for Evie uh, and Bill was the fact I grew up in India from the age of three months until I was nine. What? And and so I am in love with Indian food and all things India and – I can't help it in Indian restaurants the way I behave. Eve's even starting you, to huff right now. Do you put on an accent when, I can't you, help when, you, when you when you when you order? I get well. My it's my head. I I it wobbles, oh God, and the kids just want to shoot me when that happens. They're like, "Can you not do that?" I'm like, "I can't help it. It's just part of." It's coming from an authentic place, Eve. Shot. I mean, she did live there. No, nah, but they're just like, "Stop it!" Oh my God, no, like, but um. Like Jim, my, my grandfather, your mm. dad is oh, he's the worst. He's the worst though. He'll he's, he will speak a few words of Hindi. Yeah. Be like, oh, what do you think of that? Hey, yeah. Hey? <laughs> and and the the thing is, and and I feel sorry for people because it's really not something that people do on purpose. But sometimes you speak to someone and then they just naturally take on the accent. Yeah, that, it's the empathy or something of that person. <laughs> you know, I, I I even sometimes when I. I'm very Afrikaans, but then sometimes there's someone who's even more Afrikaans <laughs> than me. But now we in a um, we in a, a, a conversation with mm-hmm. people that are English, and then like we don't want to be rude, so we are mm-hmm. speaking English to each other. But you know, with Afrikaans yeah. accent. But then if their accent, Afrikaans accent, is thicker than mine, like by the end of it, we just like sound <laughs> like <laughs> apartheid leaders. We just like. <laughs> Yo, this sushi is very delicious. This sushi is so nice. It's like, geez, how did I get you? Yeah, my English accent's not that. My Afrikaans accent's not that thick. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we just like keep one upping each yeah. other by accident. <laughs> so, Eva, I want to ask um, so, like, your mom's got her shit down. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, yeah. she's carved a career path mm-hmm. and well, what's your plan do you have a my plan? plans yeah well as as far as like my future goals um i've got some long-term ones i've got some short-term ones pretty much just finish school get my p plates quit my job at the friendly grocer and work <laughs> somewhere that i'm a, a little bit more passionate about you know i'm really glad that you have a, a, a job that's mm-hmm. that you don't enjoy <laughs> Because it's a really a rite of passage. It is. Because some kids, yeah. you know, go, you know, and they're great for them. They're very privileged. But, I mean, they 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 finish school. Mm. Their parents can yep. afford for them to go study. They go study. And then they get a degree and then they basically start 
yeah. doing the job yeah. that yeah. they will do forever. Yeah. Whether it's like a lawyer, I understand still they need to start like from mm-hmm. a very low position. They're making maybe like coffee in the morning. Yeah. But then if you ask them, they've only done their job. Yeah. You know, they'll never be like, I worked in a video yeah. shop. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I was growing up, like, People worked in a video shop. Yeah. yeah. And you just stand and wow. they just always looked so bored. <laughs> yeah. And I, I delivered yeah. newspapers. Wow. You know, I delivered newspapers. You get up at five in the morning. Okay, my Kill dad me. helped me. Like he would like drive me and stuff. But I still had to like sit on the back of the like we call it a bucky. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a truck, you know, with like the yeah. thing at the back. What do you call it in Australia? A like ute. A ute. Yeah. Yes. But we had like a small single yeah. cab, uh-huh. little Ford Bantam Ute. Now so I would like be in the back. Stop at the house, get out. And like a lot of the people had dogs. So it wasn't as easy as just throwing it over the gate. Every house had like a specific, this person Mm -hmm. wanted the newspaper in the post box. And you had to get out, walk to the post box, put it in. And then um, this other person would want me to hook it on the gate using the elastic band. (laughs) You know what? So so it was was so tedious. And Mm -hmm. then the last Sunday of the month, you had to go collect all the money. And I wasn't paid by it. Like you, you worked on like people tipped. Yep. So yeah. it was like 86 rand, 36 cents. And then mo- most people would just put a hundred rand note in mm-hmm. it. But then like old people, because they just have so much change and yeah. they really love coins, oh my God. would put the like to the cent, the exact amount <laughs> in there. And then oh, shame, Jesus. my dad, bless him. Like the, the one morning that he felt sorry for me, mm. Um, I was sleeping and he like wanted to wake me up because he's like, come, like we have to go do your job mm. that you getting paid <laughs> yeah. for. But and I, he said I was just sleeping so nicely and he, he was just like, okay, listen, I'm gonna do it by myself this morning. And then that morning he got held up at gunpoint and they stole his car. Oh, um, we found the car like very close because the you know immobilizer thing oh, went yeah. off that you need oh to God. know where the secret button oh. is. Um, but still. You know, and I felt so bad. I was like, oh, sorry. That was supposed to be my job that oh, wow. you were doing for me. And then you also got held up at gunpoint. I'm really oh, sorry yeah. about that. But anyway, my point is that, um, yeah, it's you're going to look back on it yeah. one day, whatever you do, and be like, oh, that, remember when I, you know, so for me, it's the same as like flyering at a festival. Yeah. Oh. You know, like I've been flyering here in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. I fly in, in, in Edinburgh and I will keep flying in Edinburgh mm-hmm. to the day that I'm like sold out in the big theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But one day, if that day comes, I'm going to feel so good that I was like on these streets. Yeah. Flyering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, makes you feel good. Do you good. fly out yeah. at the front of town hall? Is that where you do it? Yeah. Every day? Uh, most days oh, I have, really? I have been yeah, out there. For how there. long? Jeez, my soul can only handle yeah. like max an hour. Absolutely. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, ideally, obviously you go do a lineup gig and then yeah. you do well and as then you, it's a way easier mm. exit fly. Also yeah. that only takes five minutes and everyone walking past you is complimenting you, which feels like, oh yeah, yeah, you were great. You were great. I'd love to come to the show. So that's not like hard work, but, yeah. um, yeah, just standing on the. But you know, like I've sold the, the other day. There was a guy who took my flyer, and he's like, well, you know, what is this? I was just like, it's me from South Africa. I'm I'm funny. Come watch the show. Mm-hmm. 
and he literally turned to the box office lady and he's like, one ticket for this oh, show. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. But I think that's the only one yeah. I've sold, you know. And was it worth it? <laughs> no. It was least- hours of standing there for like one sale. Oh. And also like, because... Uh, there was a South African guy that ran into me and I, I don't think people realize, you know, if you're from another country, you go do a festival overseas, you're starting from scratch, you know. And back in South Africa, you know, people know me, I'm on TV. Mm. And uh, he walks up to me and he's like, Skulk. Mm. Like, yay, man, you should come to my show. And I hand him my fly and he's like, dude, why are you, <laughs> are you flyering your own show? He's like, but like people know you. I'm like, yeah, not in here. South Africa, yeah. <laughs> not yeah, dude. Yeah, and he he was like completely flabbergasted. And then he came to the show with his wife, and she's also like, I heard you were standing on the streets, <laughs> and they th- they're thinking like, oh, is everything okay? Like, are you? <laughs> Is your career like gone down the toilet? Oh, but it's so impossible to tour internationally. You know, I mean, it's so, it's such an achievement to even be here, I reckon, Skulk. Mm. Like, yeah, no, I know, I know. I, I feel good about it. But I'm, I'm also, yeah, I, I, when I'm standing there flyering, I'm like, I just really hope I make it mm. to a, a level where I can look back on this and go, okay, it, was, it wasn't for nothing, mm. you know. Or it's never going to happen. I'll be like, why did I fly? I should have just slept late. <laughs> should have slept um, in. You know, in, in South Africa, I don't know about, yeah, but there's a lot of um, child, mom, manager, momager <laughs> combos. Right. Right. Really? So, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like singers that, well, there's a really famous one. Um, well, I can say his name, Bobby. Um, <laughs> I don't think he would mind. But him, like his mom is his manager, you know, and there's like a few people where like their moms mm-hmm. are their manager. So I could um, see Eve being my manager more than me being. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so manager. that's that's the suggestion oh I was trying God. to make. You like meeting people. <laughs> yeah. If you become her, do you have a manager? Or? I do. Yes. Oh, okay. I do well, a manager. If yeah, if you become her manager, that is um, yeah. you you get a cut, and then there's an incentive <laughs> for both. Yeah. To like mm-hmm. really drive the sales because yeah, <laughs> keeping it uh, in the family. Yep. Yeah. True. I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at you know. Um, people skills like organizing Very. people for sure but like uh i don't know like um i've i've sort of asked myself if i'd want to be like a band manager or something like that but i don't know the sort of music industry side of things like freaks me out a little bit i think i don't know it's if also too too many <laughs> loose cannons to manage i mean oh, yeah. your mom is a woman of 50 she's not going to be call you in the middle of the night and be like if i don't know where <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> really? Are we sure really? about that? <laughs> Can you say that with certainty? Because I can't. No, it's not true. Yeah, no, come fetch me. No. Come fetch me. I'm naked. <laughs> and I don't know where I am. And the bouncer said, if someone doesn't fetch me right now, he's going to call the police. Yeah, no, it's pretty safe okay, to say I, that I won't can't, probably, Yeah, that probably won't happen. <laughs> No. That might happen with bands. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. true, actually. Yeah. yeah. I'm actually loving this because I, you're saying things I don't have to say. <laughs> this is, I'm just like watching you talk to Eve and I'm like, yeah, no, listen to Skulk. Yep. <laughs> so, Eve, what for you? Like, cause, I mean, like a natural question because, I, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. this is my first time in Australia. I don't know what the scene is like here mm-hmm. or the industry. So, I mean, I would wanted to ask Chris, like, what is – the most frustrating part of the comedy industry mm-hmm. for for her, but I think I'm gonna ask you because that's the idea that I actually, you know, try and speak to the, mm-hmm. the actual famous person as yes. little as possible. <laughs> <Okay>. Because 
We are sick of hearing <laughs> from them. <laughs> we hear their voice enough. What What do you think is like the most frustrating part of the comedy industry? Right. Uh, that's an interesting question. I don't want to go into the whole like female comics and, and versus male mm. whatever, but I mean go I there if you want it's, to. You know, yeah, totally a place to go to. I think that, you know, um, like we've talked about this before, you know, it's – I think it's really inspiring that, you know, my mom, like a woman who's turning 50 years old, is getting up, like telling a story. Um, and, you know, there's much more to you than just like there's more to your identity than just a mother or a woman. You know what I mean? Um, but I also think that, you know, you you have an audience of people who, you know, relate to you and want to hear what you have to say. But I think that definitely, you know, um, similar to any other industries, it's um, in entertainment, you know, it's dominated by, you know, sort of cis, white, straight men. And I think that, you know, sure, that's funny. There's plenty of male comedians. So, so glad I'm one of them. She's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, sure, like everyone, anyone else, they've got stories to tell. But I think that, um, you know, it, it seems vicious. The, the, there's like, you know, all the competition, you know, because there's, there's only so many spots on TV, only so many what, like Netflix originals. Yeah. There's the, and yeah. there's a lot of competition to, to get that. And it's like, you know, well, and yeah, you know, s s things like handing out flyers, that sounds like just tedious work. And, you know, like I've observing, you know, um, you up in Sydney and in Melbourne, you know, there's like, there's a lot of work to do. There's like constant like gigs and, um, even helping you memorize your shows. Like, oh, yeah. Um, like before mum moved to Sydney, like we would, um, she'd put all of her jokes on sticky notes and um, stick them to the cupboard and she'd like turn back and I'd like, and she'd have to like recite them one by one to memorize them and I'd be like, wrong, go back. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. That's probably what you would do, be like yeah. studying for a test. And yes, your exactly. Mom would be like, Revision. And, and then what did Mandela do? Yeah. yeah. In what yeah. year? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I think, you know, because comedy is art and, you know, you can't quite, it's, it is all subjective to what is funny, like what someone's taste is. Like, I think, you know, because you've got to make money off it. This is like your career, you know, making money off something that's, you know, n it's subjective to different tastes, different audiences, different humor different experience it sounds pretty difficult you mm. know making your way to the top like when you don't even know who that audience is yeah you know what i mean that's true yeah yeah is it that's true yeah you, you don't you, you agree yeah i do yeah. i mean in this <laughs> like one of my dear friends and you know him too luke heggy yeah um has worked for so long to build a big audience, right? Yeah. And he's starting to really hit his stride now. Yeah. And he started about the same time as me. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'm at that stage still where I feel like this is only my third solo tour to, into, um, to uh, nationally around Australia. Mm. I still haven't – I'm still building my audience. People yeah. still don't know about me. And, mm. and 
I think it's once you start finding your people yeah. in the crowd and they start coming back for you and bringing more people yeah. that like your kind of stuff, that's when it's really gratifying because that's when you really start making some money Yeah. Um, but also having really good gigs where people are on board because yeah. they want to hear you because they know you. I think that's one of the biggest transitions in a comedian's life is when, I mean, it's one thing to just like kill at a, at a club gig, mm. but then like once people are actually coming to your show for you, yeah. that's so much more fun because like a club gig will always be like, you almost like have to kick down yeah, the door totally. and be like, hey, be I'm different. here to prove myself. I'm going to yeah. make you laugh. And then sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. But then like when people are there for you, you can just walk out with so much so much oh, more relaxed because it it's like good. you already like me. I don't have to yeah. convince you. I still need to be funny because yeah. you paid. But like just the pressure is mm. off of like this person already does like me. I don't need to prove myself yeah. to them first. I can just have fun yeah. and they are on board. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I, I do think, I don't know what it's like in other countries and I might be wrong about this, but I think the idea of coming to a one-hour festival show mm. for most people mm. is is not on the table. You know, that it's not normally what your suburban mums and dads are up to. You know, they're at home watching a TV show or something or, you know, like the idea of committing to an hour-long festival show, which is different to a club show, right? Yeah. It's a, it's often got a story or a narrative and there could be some deep poignant moments in it. It's it's a commitment to come to yeah. a one-hour comedy show. Um, I, I don't know that Australia was, in my experience, is that, I mean, Melbourne's good, they, they know what it's about, but even then, you know, like people yeah. come and they're like, oh, I've never been to one of these kinds yeah. of shows before. <laughs> Something that we've been talking about like while I'm up here is I really like when comedians make their crowd uncomfortable. Yeah. I really like it. You I like love it. it. I, I hate doing that. <laughs> I love it I, I, so I, I don't like silences. No, me either. I, I, I've tried it. So my one show I did like I wanted to have, well, I think a lot of comedians wanted to have after Hannah Gadsby special. Mm-hmm. You just wanted that moment, you know, yeah. like a little bit of a moment. And I, I thought I'm not going to make up a trauma, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I would say like, I guess not that it's like, like a huge trauma in my life, but I was bullied in school. I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about that. Um, you know, and I, I think, I think there were some shows where it like really worked and people were like, oh, yeah. we enjoy that sort of like stopped it for yeah. a bit and just kind of like spoke earnestly mm-hmm. and honestly. But I think they enjoyed it more than I did because like as yeah. I'm doing it, I'm like, Oh, there's, there's no yes. punchlines here. There's yeah, that's no how I feel. I've got that line. in my show this year but I think that's and like it's hard. One of the things I told you when I saw your show was, you know, like draw out that discomfort because, you know, as a contrast to that, people want to laugh. Mm. But it's you're not making them uncomfortable just to make them laugh. You're making them uncomfortable because it's like it's, it's you want to brew in that a little bit. It's like a really like vulnerable position that you're in you know being on stage with the microphone telling them about your story and yeah it's uncomfortable but it's like it's it's realistic it's you know life isn't all like no. funny and hilarious and no so so what is the you don't have to give the the, the gag away or the what, oh it's what okay it is. Yeah, like no, i mean it's not like i'm gonna well i mean hopefully i'll get on telly one day but um <laughs> i doubt with this show um it's just about what's happened to me the last year or so and uh, you know 
I, I've separated with the father of my children and it's mm. I've moved to Sydney. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, it's all amicable and I, we still love yeah. each other and we, we're in touch and, um, you know, the kids are great and we're, f- yeah. we're still a family unit in a way but, um, but we're separated, you know. Yeah. And so I guess I talk about that. Um, yeah. And it's really hard to, to sit there mm-hmm. in that silence when I've t- when I tell the audience what's happened mm. and um and I hate it because I just want laughter yeah. Yeah. but I feel like it I, the the story deserves the honor of yeah. that mm. moment because it's true it's pain yeah it's pain yeah. and but that's that's okay mm. but I know as a comic that that sometimes you move on to the next punchline a second or two quicker than exactly. you would normally because yeah. you're like Okay, no, I, need get to get to, I need to get yeah, back to the yeah. You just want to shake and go, forget about that stuff, what I just said. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, don't fucking worry about it. That's like all lame though. Sucks. If, if you're a reviewer, write, uh, write quickly, poignant moment. Um, great, like love, love that, love that. Hannah Gatsby moment. Okay, move on, move on, move on. <laughs> exactly. Yep, pretty much. But um, yeah, like when you did move to Sydney, you know, I, I really wanted to encourage you to pursue what you wanted to do. You know, like like seeing you in your element, like when I'd see you perform in Canberra and stuff like that. You know, like that made me so happy. Like it's it's awesome to see your parents do what they're passionate about. You know, like because there's there's more to your parents than you know being your mum or dad. They are people with like passions and interests and I wanted I wanted you to be able to pursue that it's amazing I mean yeah no big deal I'm just no it is a really big deal you're, awesome like, you're, and like a, you're like a little pierced Buddha <laughs> I know <laughs> you so like I'm sitting here in awe because like oh, I'm gonna I think, I cherish that for gonna, life I think people are because we don't do videos so I think people are gonna listen to this and be like <laughs> Wait, is this a child now? Yeah, I know. Saying this about a mother because I know you've got such a motherly. You're like, I really wanted to encourage you when you move to Sydney. Yeah. It's like you it's sound true. like the mother. But it, um, it's true, isn't it? Eve? Yep. Like there was a time I'd say so too. where I was, uh, you know, probably not the best mum, and and probably Eve had to step up too much <laughs> in the emotional department, and okay. that's why they're like yeah. this, I think. Yeah, yep, but also I agree. innately they yep. were always gentle and encouraging and smart and like you know in some ways it's like I was like I wanted you to leave the nest and spread your wings it's true no it's true Eve identified (laughs) embracing the Buddha it's her nest exactly yeah I know that's right I I was like get out of the nest now Eve actually (laughs) wanted me to leave you know because they could see that I was not I just wasn't happy and I couldn't make myself get happy and I was a pain in the ass to be around. Yep. And, and it's one of those things where it's like we talk about that and it's like, yeah, I know I did want you to leave and, mm. yeah, it was difficult and mm. it wasn't really Jeez. working for anyone. No. And this is one of those poignant moments where you're like... It is actually. Mm, we're definitely putting some piano music yeah, definitely. <laughs> in the spot. But I think the respect yeah. is both ways yeah. now. I think you know. I think I've realised that Evie's um, more than capable without me. So I, <laughs> I, to earn a space in Eve's life, I need to be someone worthy of their time, and True. that's my intention. I've, I, I wish you could see my arm. I've got goosebumps. Um, 
Gil, this is so nice. I wanted to say, um, yeah, on that note, in terms of the traditional, I think that's the cross we have to bear as comedians. It's mm-hmm. like, even if you forget like the separation or whatever, even if you are still married and all that stuff, there's only a certain level of traditional that a family can be mm-hmm. if either parent is a yeah. comedian. Because True. just because it's traditional, I would define as like the parents have nine to five yes. mm. and you well they're not they're not in a public eye which is already like yeah. puts Weird. a whole different spin yeah. on everything and you know they get home at five or six and they have dinner together mm-hmm. and they both kind of around yeah because um, <clears throat> I mean I've been thinking ahead like you know go go on these like daydreams of like my kids one day and it's like I mean I've got two dogs I mm-hmm. love them so much I'm just stuck away from my dogs now mm-hmm. for a month and a half. But one day that's going to be a kid, Yeah, you know. And if mm-hmm. they're small, it's not always like mm-hmm. that viable to take them on tour with you. Yeah. But you still need to go do the tours because that's yeah. how you, make you money. lose so much career, momentum yeah. if you don't go to a place. I mm-hmm. think that's also what people don't realize is like especially um, trying to build an international career. Yeah. If you – so I – you need to do – Edinburgh or Melbourne, whatever, yes. basically every year, pushing it if you're doing yeah. it every two years. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many acts coming in all the time. Yeah. You need to be there in their face all the time being like, hey, remember me from last year? Yeah. Boom, here's another show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so and you have to be on the road. You have to. So there's only yeah, like yeah. a certain level of tradition that you can have anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, but uh, th- that's also yeah. so special to – be part of a family where it's like a bit out of the norm. Yeah, and yeah, something definitely. Different, yeah, but yeah, and then you know you come back from tour, and I think there'd be a dissatisfaction. You'd be yeah. like, you'd be like, I was a know. pain in the ass. Let's just be honest. Yeah, um, sure. I'd totally. come back because you know you know how it is, Skulk. Like uh, you you get toward festival season, you're stressed you, that you don't have a show yet. Yep. You, you're worried mm. that you've got to write and get it all in your head and all be ready. And so it just occupies every waking moment. You're Pretty just much. a pain in the ass to be around. And not all of it in your head is funny. No. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be this five minute. Yeah. story I need to tell because I don't have another one but it's not like my yeah. best work yeah, yeah. and yeah. and so you you your moods fluctuate and then you, yeah. you bring that and put that on a family yeah. and they're like it's mm. not my problem no. that you've got this thing going on because you're down. occupied yeah. you know you're occupied you're, you're you're busy all you're thinking about is comedy and stuff yeah. and I'm like Oh, I know. I'm. I don't know. Yeah. So and so, you know, I may as well not be there if I'm going to be that kind of yeah, person. Yeah, it's kind of like it's. I just think that there doesn't need to be shame. I think that you know, like, not conforming to a certain traditional family like dynamic, it it's sort of shamed. It's frowned upon, and I think that that's bullshit. Yeah. I think Thank that. You. I think that you know. Um, the past couple of years I've spent so much time figuring out what I even want, like for my life, you know, like, um, traditional schooling didn't really work out for me in year 10. Year 10 was really difficult for me. I was like in and out of school and stuff like that. It was. Uh, so are you yeah. now in a traditional school? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Now I'm okay. like, you know, doing like finishing year 12, stuff like that, you know, just need to finish school and I'm still doing just normal schooling, but it's like, you know, it, a bit of a existential crisis to have at like 16 years old in the idea where it's like, well, what is my actual like purpose? Mm. You know, like why am I doing this for what goal? Um, that's <laughs> Can you believe this, Scott? 
bit too earnest. No, no, no. Do you want me to light no, no, it up? No, no, no. no, no. I, 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 I'm laughing because I, I just had this quick flashback of myself at 16. Yeah. Um, and I was like, my goal is to make out with tongue. <laughs> that girl at the Valentine's Ball. And also go to a house party and, you know, like drink a few beers. And I'm thinking like, who do I know that can like maybe get me Enable some that. beers? Um, just, it was way, it was a simpler time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a simpler time. Yeah, but we didn't have a pandemic to live through in high school. Yeah, but I, I, I would have just, if we did, I would have just wanked my way through that yeah, pandemic so and come out the other side stronger better and i would like i love watching tv like i would have yep. like put, just what put on oh, a, wow. put on yep. some tv and like chill at home <laughs> and i guess that's why you're wearing black and skulk yeah. is wearing multicolors yeah, yeah, I mean, see, like you know, like a lot of people yeah. think i'm super emo but i actually am not <laughs> you seem very happy to me i am yeah. a very optimistic person i would say should try some color I want to challenge color. you. That yeah. jacket over there, I wear that like every day. It's it's colourful. It's got okay, like fun nice. little pins yeah, and stuff on it. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it's kind of fascinating actually because um I used to dress like um like when I when I have the time and energy, I've got like a, like a bit of I get some dark makeup going on. I used to dress really goth, like very traditional goth, like you know like um corsets, like big eyeliner, <laughs> black lipstick you and know, stuff my, like my, that. My my wife, now wife mm-hmm. used to. She shows me pictures yep. from mm-hmm. when she was in yes. what you guys call year 12. Yeah. Also going to gigs, but oh, not yeah. under 18 gigs. Uh-huh. Okay. And she was also the youngest of four girls. So she, by yeah. that stage, her mom was just like, look, yep. you do you. Yep. Like, I yep. can't do this anymore. Yep. Um, like not in a bad way, but just mm-hmm. like, you know, yep. just be safe. Yes. And um, she did the whole like pink fringe. Oh, like, I love that. You know, like long fringe. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know, think you would Same, know this like band, either. but there was a there was a band called AFI. This is what I brought you, this you can keep. This is what I brought you, may forget me. I promise you my heart, just promise to sing. Kiss my eyes and lay me to sleep. They had these like cartoonish caricature right. length fringes. Uh-huh. The fringe would go like basically to the yeah, nipples. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Right? Like, and, and, and it is actually so funny to look back at mm-hmm. it now. But go, go Google AFI. <laughs> but the rest of the hair kind <laughs> yeah, of short. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. this just long, long fringe. Yeah, yeah. It was so that stupid. That sounds great. <laughs> but anyway, and then she had the sa- shaved mm-hmm. oh, side. Oh, classic. And um, yeah, like she would go to gigs and wear a veil. Oh, amazing. That's so fucking cool. Um, that is I, cool. I said to um because that was not my scene, mm-hmm. you know, in school. Yeah. And um, I mean, we also like kind of like you would think the goth kids like, and the emo ew, kids are like weird. fucking weird, emo kids, yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, I said to her like if we met in school, like yep. I, would, yeah, I wouldn't have yep. looked twice at you. Yes. To think that now we are married is yeah, wild that's amazing. for me. Because, oh, my gosh. Because it was just so not my my vibe yeah. um, that like oh, heavy God. metal oh wow um, I love that jeez no yeah. I was like the heaviest I was listening to was Blink 182 oh that's adorable <laughs> that's so cute see like um, when I'm in like my my get up you know like my real like whether it's like goth or like you know I've got you know like my weird like 
just, I don't know. I just, just dress weird sometimes. Like, um, even though Canberra is real progressive and stuff like that, sometimes I'll still get like, what, like barked at. Um, like, yeah, kids will like bark at me. It's so what th- do they do? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. Because like, I don't what know. Is that, what does it's that like mean? It's like a thing. I think it's a TikTok thing to like bark at alternative looking people. I don't really get it. Yeah. I was just confused when they did it to me. I think I just laughed at them. <laughs> mm. And then Jeez, I've also on? like been like, like I've been walking past with my friends and people have been like, oh, here comes the suicide squad. <laughs> Wow. In reference to like we look super emo, so they, I don't know. Well, it's just, I, I, I'm glad the whole like um, non-binary thing being yeah. accepted. I, I'm glad yeah. that's changed, but yes. it also brings me warmth to know that like the emo kids being like a bit outcast yeah. that hasn't changed. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah no, some things <laughs> some things do stay the yeah. same, and that <laughs> also makes me just feel yeah. a bit more safe in the world. Like. <laughs> People are still like looking at yep. the email and be like, yeah, like comes yeesh. a suicide squad. Just like, no, they'll. Like, That's not something we would say. They'll you know? make fun of me for looking a little bit emo, but they'll they'll be like, oh, what are your what are your pronouns, real quick, so I can just make fun of you correctly you without yeah. <laughs> misgendering you. <laughs> so it's, they look very yeah. emo today. They look like the suicide squad. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, thank you so much. This was this was a great chat. I really had so much fun. I think most of my listeners are in South Africa, but um, oh, I, be- I believe nice. so. But you know what? At least follow at Chris Ryan Comedy. Just as the manager, can you just confirm if it's yep, Chris yep. Ryan Comedy? It's Christine. Right? Christine, or oh, I can't. At, at Insta. I'm a really terrible manager. Mm. Okay, well, <laughs> like uh, there's some clips of Chris Ryan on YouTube of the gala she's done, great comedy. And if you ever are in Australia, at find yourself at a festival. Who knows? Maybe you'll be touring in yeah, South I Africa. Yeah, I hope. I hope one day. Great, yeah. Chris. So um, keep an eye out. And if we are all so excited to see what you're going to do, until then, visit your local friendly grocer <laughs> yep. in, yep. in Canberra. Say hi. <laughs> you can't miss her. Yep. She's got three nose rings. I do actually. Literally, one on, yep. one on each nostril yep. and one in the middle. Yep. yep. An eyebrow. Um, and, and an eyebrow ring. Mm-hmm. You can't miss her. Um, if you if you are trying to find her in the friendly browser, just take a metal detector with you <laughs> and follow the beat. Yep, yep, pretty much. <laughs> yep. <laughs>